Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches, Baba Kama, Daf Membeis, and we're starting five lines down from the top. And we're going to be learning, uh, not as far as I want, but we're going to be learning about a third of the way down to Mem Gimel Amid Aleph. I will not be here for Shabbos. David Merzel will be subbing in. I don't know what the model is here, if he's doing a Chabura or if he's giving a proper shir. This is going to be with like musical accompaniment. This is the daf. It's amazing. Um, okay, so uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. And as of yesterday, we had started started to try and figure out what the phrase in, in the Torah means when it says Bal Hashor Naki. We gave a couple of explanations of that yesterday, and now we're going to see a couple more. Tanya, five lines down on Membeis Amudala. Tanya Idach, we have a brisa that says, "What does Bal Hashor Naki mean?" It means that Rabbi Agli Omer Naki Mitme Vlados that if Ashor were to gore a pregnant woman. And that pregnant woman would then lose the fetus that she's carrying. So the halacha is that this, the bal hashor is naki midmei vlados. That's the din. Amar lo Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is like, look, that's really not much of a chiddush. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because harehu omer, the Pasuk says, ki yinatsu anashim. When there are men who are fighting. And then the Gemara infers anashim vilo shivarim. It means that it's men, but not cows. I already know your din. So maybe the words balashor naki aren't really being well utilized over here because we already knew that din. Shapir Kama Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says, all right, Rabbi Akiva is saying good. That's probably where the phrase of saying good comes from. Rabbi Akiva is saying good. So the Gemara then says, how do we understand Rabbi Yossi Aglili's explanation of the psukim, of the pasuk that says balashor naki? The Gemara says eight lines down, Amar Rav Ula Bereder of Idi Istrich. We still need the drasha of Bal Hashor Naki. Why do we need that? Because, says the Gemara, I might have thought, when it says Anashim Velo Shvarim in the drasha, when Rabbi Akiva says that, I might have thought, Anashim Velo Shvarim Hadomen Anashim. It means that there are Shvarim that are similar to people. Ma'anashim Mu'adin, just like a person is always Mu'ad Le'olam. So too, Av Shvarim Muadin, then I might have thought that the din of Muadin would have been that they are Chayev too. Hatam Mechayev, that really, and Atam would be Chayev. So that's what I might have thought. Therefore, Kasev Rachman Abalashor Naki de Pater, to teach us that even Atam is going to be Chayev, uh, is going to be Pater. Now, the problem with this piece of Gemara is that this piece of Gemara did something backwards. The way the Gemara seems to conclude is that, at least in the Havamina phrase, is the frame is that the tam would have been chayiv to pay and the muad would not. So to this the Gemara says, Amarava Yitziva Be'ara, the fixed one is in heaven, the Giyura Bishme Shmaya, and the stranger is all the way floating up in heaven. How can this possibly be? This is a just a homily of sorts to say it would make much more sense if a muad were chayiv and a tam were putter, but the way that you suggested it is that a tam is chayiv. And a muad is pater, and that doesn't make any sense. So therefore, the Gemara says you're right, and pivots to the second answer. We're one third of the way down on Membez and Aleph. Elohama Rava, or potentially Rava. Itzrich, we still need the drasha, because Salkadaita Chamina, that when the drasha, when Rabbi Akiva said, Anashim Velo Shvarim, it means Anashim people. Velo Shvarim Hadoman Anashim, but not animals that are similar to people, meaning the din of a person, and an animal similar to a person would have different dinim. I might have thought that a person is muad, so too ashore. 
I might have thought that both Tamin and Muadin are putter um, in this case of Goring, of uh, the case of Goring, says the Gemara, that no, Hadar Kasav Rachmana Balashor Naki, what then was Rabbi Yossi Aglili's usage of the Pasuk of Balashor Naki, that Tam putter Umuad Chayiv, that the Tam is going to be putter and the Muad is going to be Chayiv. And that is why we needed to have the, the Pasuk of Balashor Naki to teach us that if a Tam gores a woman and Nebuch kills the baby that she's carrying, if a Tam does that, he's putter. But if a Muad does that, then the Muad would in fact be Chayev. I hear what you're saying, but if in fact it's true, then this Bryce is a little bit short because it should have also included the case of Boshes. If it's true what you're saying, then Gabi Boshes Nami Nei We should have had a similar idea written by the Din of Boshes where one needs to pay for embarrassing someone. We said it would have applied to people, but but it wouldn't have applied to cows that are similar to people. What's the drasha? Just like we know that a person is muad. So I would have said that that for sure by the shvarim, muad or otherwise are going to be pater. Therefore, by Boshes, what we should have said, but what we didn't say, is That's what we should have seen by Boshes. But the Brisa did not say that. Why didn't the Brisa say that by Boshes, if in fact the Svar is true? It's definitely not true, because if you want to say that it's in fact true, that the same halacha applies by Boshes, that we would say that if a Tam caused Boshes, he'd be putter. And if a muad caused boshes, he'd be chayev. Then the brisa that we quoted at the top of the page, Yihachi, listening, here's what it should have said: "Quote Balashor Naki Rabbi Aglili Omer Pater Mitmei Vlados Umi Boshes." But that's not what Rabbi Aglili said. Rabbi Aglili must have had a svara that only applied to Dmei Vlados, but not one that applied to boshes. So therefore. They both agreed. This is really how we have to understand the distinction between people and shvarim as it relates to the goring of a woman who is pregnant and the baby is lost. Anashim, when it comes to people, if the woman's damages don't kill her, we're two, we're two thirds of the way down on Membezim at Alib. If they're damaged, let's say that uh, there's a person, Ruvain, Ruvain uh, injures a woman and, uh, and does not kill her but kills the baby, then ye unshu. Then they are going to be held liable for the killing of the fetus, and they'd have to pay accordingly. However, yesha son beisha, but if, in fact, Ruvain's damage kills the woman and the fetus, so then lo ye unshu, they will not be punished for the fetus. Why not? Because of kamle bidirabamine. Because if Ruvain kills the woman and the fetus, since for the killing of the woman, he's chayev misa, we do not then obligate him to make the lesser punishment of paying for the fetus. So that's how the Gemara distinguishes, at least according to Abaye and Rava, in regards to people. What about animals? The low shvarim, but when it comes to people, they will not pay this because the afal gab the yesh ason ye anshu. Even if an animal were to have gored and killed the woman and her fetus, the halacha is he would uh, have to pay damages, not, not him, obviously, the Bailam would have to pay. And therefore, to teach us that no, that when it comes to Shvarim, if my animal, Gor is Rahman al-Islam, kills a woman and her, uh, and her fetus, 
The halacha is that I, as the Bala Shor, am completely putter on the onesh of paying for the child. Says the Gemara, you have a misunderstanding in this sugya of Ason, of the woman being injured as well as her baby. Maskiflor of Adabar Ava, 12, 10 lines from the bottom. Atu ba'ason talya milsa. You're saying that whether or not there's an onesh by the killing of the Vlad is dependent on whether or not the mother dies. It's not about her death. It depends on what the intent is. What does this mean? When it comes to Anosh and when it comes to people, when I am trying to hurt you, you and I are having a fist fight. And then if inadvertently I hit a woman and she dies and her baby dies, there ye unshu, because I will not have a din of kamle bidarabamine, even if I kill her. Why not? Because I was intending on killing a different person, a man, someone who wasn't pregnant. So if I'm intending on killing Shimon and instead I kill uh, Chaya, who's pregnant, so then that was not what I intended to do. So then therefore, my punishment is not going to be death because it was an accident. Therefore, there's no kamle bidarabamine, and therefore, ye unshu, I'm going to be held accountable for the death of the child. But if a man were to go after a woman who's pregnant and kill her, he will be potter on the payments of the Vlad. But Chayiv Misa. And the reason he's potter on the payments of the Vlad is because he's Chayiv Misa of Kamle Bidaravamine. But Viloshvarim, this would be very different when it comes to people, to animals who gore. Even if a bull is full steam ahead to kill this particular woman, and she happened to be pregnant, and he happens to kill her and her Vlad. So there the Gemara says, Ye Anshu, I might have thought that there would be death in such, that there would be an Onesh in such a case for the Bal Hashor to pay for the fetus of the woman. Says the Gemara, Kosa Brahmana Bal Hashor Naki Diptiri. That's what the Pasuk comes to teach us in regards to Bal Hashor Naki, to say that even if the animal was targeting this woman, there will be no payments from the Baal of the shore to the woman's family for the fetus that was killed. And V'chein, this idea was also replicated. V'chein ki asa rav chagai midroma asa v'aisi masnisa biyade kavase de rav ada bar ava. He agreed to rav ada bar ava's fourth answer, and that is how we explain the need for Baal hashor naki. Let's summarize, because we've learned a lot of different iterations and different possibilities. We had started out with our question of why does Rav Yossi use the words of Baal Hashor Naki if in fact the Pasuk says, Ki anoshim, anoshim So the Gemara says because there was a Havamina that if a shore would have gone straight on to kill a woman and she was pregnant and the, the fetus was killed, Havamina that maybe the bailim of the shore would have to pay for the fetus, Kamash Malan Balashor Naki. That's what the Drusha comes to teach us, totally putter. And that is one additional answer as to what Balashor Naki means in addition to what we learned yesterday. And two lines from the bottom of Membez Aleph, which is where we are now, that brings us to an, yet another version of Tanya Idach, another version of what we do at the Pasuk of Balashor Naki. It's just amazing that well after Kabbalah Satoro, right? Kabbalah Satoro was 1,500 years prior. It was a long time prior, 1,300 years prior. The Tanaim weren't sure what to do with this Pasuk. And we've taken up now two blot of, of this Masechta to figure out what the words Balashor Naki means. Our academic integrity is so intense, we don't let one thing go. What do these words mean in Chumash? We need to figure it out. 
So the Gemara is going to try again. Tanya Idach, we have another Brisa. Bala Shor Naki. That what does it mean when if a Shor kills someone, we'll see who it killed in a minute, to say that the Bailam are Naki, that the Bailam are putter from payment. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Naki means me Evet. Normally we know that if I were to kill an Evet, so then there would be some onshin. If my animal were to kill an Evet at certain times, I'd have to pay 30 shekel, 30 sela. Here we're saying you're putter. So says the Gemara, wait one second. The name of Rabbi Akiva Lenafshe, Rabbi Akiva should argue back to himself because this was the response he gave Rabbi Eliezer a blot ago on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis, and you can look back over there. In this case, where uh, where the animal is going to be, where the animal was killed, so then if the animal needed to be killed, I should say, because it killed, why doesn't Rabbi Akiva argue over here like he did to Rabbi Eliezer to say? The animal's not here anymore because it was killed. Have you the Bezdin Bishalim? You have no tainas. The Bez, Bezdin should be the one who has your animal because they killed your animal. <laughs> so why didn't Rebbe Akiva argue that on himself? Says the Gemara, Amar of Shmuel Bar of Yitzchak, We're talking about a case where the animal wasn't killed by Bezdin, but I saw that my animal killed someone. I instantly took out my shechita knife and shechted my animal. I might have thought that since I shechted my animal and it's perfectly edible, that therefore I should sell the meat. Since this animal really was deserving of death because it gored, therefore, even though you shechted it perfectly, that you cannot get any payment for this. And this is why Rabbi Akiva didn't use this as an example in this particular case. It says the Gemara, if this is true, then the Rebbe Lazar Nami, Rabbi Eliezer, on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis, when this initially was brought up, he also should have answered, He also should have answered when the animal was shechted. Why didn't he use that answer? Says the Gemara, he could have. Eight lines down, he could have. The Savar, but the reason why Rabbi Akiva still pressed him with this question, even though Rabbi Akiva would have answered, was because Rabbi Akiva thought that Dilma he thought maybe Rabbi Eliezer would have a different and better answer than this one, which was the answer of Shekadam Veshachto. Says the Gemara of Rabbi Eliezer, Nami, Lishni Why didn't, in fact, Rabbi Eliezer use this as his answer on the bottom of, of Mem Aleph Amud Beis? Because Amar Lach, we would say on behalf of Rabbi Eliezer, because the cases are very different. Hasam, on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis, what was the case? Hasam, who denis kavin la There, Ashur was chasing after another behema, and accidentally, Baharagas Adam. The shore, la barkatala hu klau. There, an animal is not going to be a barkatala for killing another shore. I might have thought that there would have been a chiyuv, and I therefore needed a kra to make us uh, recognize that there's no chiyuv kofer. That was the din we were talking about on, on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amid Beis. But in our case that Rabbi Akiva presented on the very bottom brisa on the previous Amud of Mem Beis Amid Aleph, because this animal did kill a person, and it is a bar katala, the animal should be killed, I don't need a pasuk for that. Rabbi Eliezer makes a beautiful chiluk between the two cases. In the case that we learned on Mem Aleph Amud Beis, there the animal is not a barktala because it intended on killing a, a, another animal. But here the animal killed an evid and is, is a barktala, so the cases are not comparable. 
So says the Gemara, if this is a good distinction that Rabbi Eliezer is making, will Rabbi Eliezer nami vadai hachi hava? Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Akiva, excuse me, has to agree to this distinction. If it's true for Rabbi Eliezer that the case that we learned yesterday when an animal was goring another animal and by accident killed a person, there we say that the animal is not a bar katala. But in the case of Rabbi Akiva, over here, our sugya for, for now, starting at the bottom of Membeza Aleph, the animal is a bar katala. Those are huge differences. That's what the Gemara means over here. Rabbi Akiva nami So how do we understand Rabbi Akiva? Says the Gemara, one third of the way down, Ela Amar Rav Asi, Hai Milsa Mipi Degavra Rabashmiri. I heard a beautiful piece of Torah from a wonderful person, Umanu, who is this great Rebbe? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosi Bereb Chanina. And what did he say about this? Salka Daita Chamina. I might have thought as follows that Hoil. Since we know that this is something that we learned about a number of blot ago. We've actually learned about it a couple of times. Rabbi Akiva holds that even a tam that damages a person will pay He would also have to pay the, or we so we would have thought, he would have to pay in our case of killing the Eved he would also have to pay miha aliyah because that was what we said in another case of a tam damaging. Therefore, kamash malan, the Gemara says, therefore, kasav rachmana uh, bal hashor naki. And that's how he understands the Pasuk. That's why in the beginning of the Brisa, we had bal hashor naki to make sure that we knew that even in a case where a tam killed an eved, it is not mishtale minha aliyah like we would have said in general, but like Rabbi Akiva. Here, the animal would just be uh, given over migufo if the animal still exists. This is a problem. Rabbi Akiva broke his own psak. Why? Because we have a brisa halfway down on Mem Bezimid Bez. Rabbi Akiva Omer, you might have thought that an animal that's tam, that's docile, pays from Aliyah from the best of properties. So if that's the case, we can't have this brisa over here teaching us something that Rabbi Akiva already taught. We still need our mar makom. We still need it because of the following. Because we have a stringency by an eved, by a slave, when he's killed, more than we do by a ben choren, by a regular person. How so? By a ben choren, we compensate for what he's worth. If he's a sella, then he's in sella. Shloshim no saint shloshim. If he's worth 30, we pay 30. However, if an evet is only worth one sella, what do we pay? No saint shloshim. Therefore, So Rava said that because evet, there's a chiddush in evet that we're stricter by an evet than we would be by a ben choren, I therefore might have thought that over here we do pay min ha'aliyah because Evid is a Chiddush case where we have to pay 30 sela, even if the Evid's only worth one sela. Therefore, kasav rachmana bala shornaki. That's why, according to this version of the Gemara, in the name of Rava, that's why Rabbi Akiva needed the Pasuk of bala shornaki to make sure that even though we know that an Evid has a chumrah over ben choren and that it always gets 30, uh, sela as payment, even if it's only worth one sela, the Eved. 
But we might have thought, therefore, that if a tom hurts that animal, it, then the owner of the tom has to pay minho aliyah from cash out of his pocket. Kamash malan, that that's not true. And that's why the Pasuk has to say, balashor naki. And two-thirds of the way down, the Gemara brings a raya to Rava's approach to Rabbi Akiva and the Brisa. Tanya kavase de Rava, bal hashor naki, Rabbi Akiva omer naki mid me'eved. And the Gemara says that this is logical. Ve'alo dinhu. I'll tell you why it's logical, and this is basically a quote of what Rava said. Yes, you're right. One is obligated to pay for an Eved and for a Ben-Chorin. Just like when it comes to a Ben-Chorin by a regular person who's killed, we distinguish between a docile animal and a dangerous animal. The same thing is true as it relates to um uh, as it relates to uh, an eved who's killed there were mechal like bein tam lemuat the odin furthermore to double down on our proof for rava the gemara adds in uma ben chorin shenosin kol shovyo a ben chorin we pay whatever his value is if he's one seller we pay him one if he's twenty he's twenty if he's forty he's forty there chalakta bein tam lemuat eved she eno nosin el shloshim eno din shenachlog bo bein tam lemuat all the more so when it comes to an Eved, when we are paying that very large amount, all the more so we should distinguish between Tam and Muad. So to this, the Gemara says, Lo, that's not correct. We're much more strict with Eved than it comes to Ben Choren. Not like you said that it should have the same rules of being Mechalek Ben Tam Lemuad for both of them. That's not true because Eved has a Chumrah. What was the Chumrah of Eved? It's like we said earlier. Uh, we're 15 lines from the bottom, approximately. If the animal hurts a person, he gets paid whatever he's worth. If he's worth 30, he gets paid 30. But an Ebed that's only worth one gets 30. So we see that there's a Chumrah. I might have thought that even with uh, a short time, Killing an Eved, I might have thought that they get paid minho aliyah, Talmud Lomar, Balashor Naki, Naki means meha Eved, he does not have to pay the Dmei Eved. So now, if we just summarize and go back to the very beginning of the Brysa at the bottom of Membez Madalif, I'll just read the Brysa. The last line on that page said that Rabbi Akiva holds it, Balashor Naki says that you're putter from Dmei Eved. And that is how the Gemara here concludes, just like Rava. And that brings us to the end of this sugya and to the two dots, which is five lines, six lines before the wide lines on Membez and Mudbez. Let us continue for a few more minutes and then we'll stop at the two dots a third of the way down. Tanu Rabbanon. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Vehemis ish o isha? The Pasuk says, in regards to an animal that's nogach, that it's that, that the din is, even if it kills a man and a woman. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Vechima Bazel Lamdenu. No chidushim. Why not? Because if you want to say that the punishment for killing a man and killing a woman are the same, we already know that. That can't be. So then why does the Torah go out of its way to speak about an Isha and an Ish yet again? The Gemara responds 10 lines from the bottom, two lines before the wide lines. This is to compare a woman to a man. Ma'ish nizakov liyorshav, just like a man, his damages that were in his direction. If he gets hurt and then he dies, the money goes to the yorship. Af isha nizakeha liyorsheha, a woman also will have her nizikin 
go to her Yorsha, meaning if she gets killed, if she gets hurt, then the money goes to her family. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva doesn't say that the money over here when a woman gets hurt would go to the husband. We have a Brisa that says not like that. What does the Brisa say? That the money should ever go to the woman. It, it should go to her husband based on the Pasuk and Chumash. Right, wrong, or ugly. That's what the Pasuk says, that the money goes to him. That's how Rabbi Akiva understands it. So the Gemara teaches us a very important principle like this. Omar Reish Lakish, six lines from the bottom. Lo Omar Rabbi Akiva Ela When do we say that the money that is due to a woman goes to her Yorshim? That's only by a din of Kofar where she's killed by an animal. Why? What is Ra'ui? Ra'ui is money that is fit to go to the woman, but doesn't go to her till after she's dead. That's the din of Kofar. When do we trigger the din of Kofar? When the animal gores a woman and she dies. Once she dies, that money goes to her Yorshim. While she's alive, that's the next part. When a woman is still alive, any penalties that are because of her go to her husband. But once she dies, any money that comes in after her death, such as by the payment of Kofar, which is only triggered by her death, that money goes to her Yorsha. My taima. Why do we say this? Because Omar Kra, the Hamis Isho Isha, Hashor Yisakel, Vagambe love you must. And the next Pasuk says, In Kofar Yusha Salah. So that Pasuk explains to us the difference between Ra'ui and Muchsak. Ra'ui is money that a woman will be deserving of after she dies. Muchsak is money that she is deserving of right now. Says the Gemara, Uvenizakin, Lo Amar Rebbe Akiva. Rebbe Akiva wouldn't have said this by other damages. After all, Vehatanya, Hika Esha Yiladeha. If uh, a woman is hit and she miscarries her children, No say Nezek Vitsar Isha. Look at that. The money goes to the Isha. So we already have this somewhere else. Vidmei Vlados Lebaal. Ein Habal. If there is no husband, No say Yorshav. Then it goes to his Yorshav. Ein Haisha. If there's no woman, no saying liyar sheha, then it goes to her yorshim. If the woman in discussion who lost her children who miscarried from an injury was a shifcha who was freed, top of mem gimel amidalev, o giores, or if she was a giores, then the man is zacha. The man doesn't have to pay the kofir at all. One way or the other, we still see in this brisa that a woman does get nizikin. So it's not just by kofir, says the Gemara. What? It's that's only talking about a case of nezek. That we're only talking about nezikin. Right. The Gemara is bringing a, an example from outside of our case of kofir. And what the Gemara is saying is that if a woman gets injured, if I walk over to a woman and I punch her in the face and I break her jaw, I don't kill her. She gets paid nezek and sar, not the husband, even though she's alive. We wanted to say that a woman only gets payment by kofir. That a woman's family, that's not true. We even have it by Nazikim when she's alive. When is that? When I punch someone's wife in the face. There, I have to pay for her damages. But you don't get them. She gets them. That's the Gemara's Kash and Rabbi Kiva. Because Rabbi Kiva seemed to say it was only true after death. Ra'ui kiba muhsak. Ra'ui is where the money is coming to her, but not till death. Muhsak is when she's alive. The Gemara says, not true. Because if I go and punch another man's wife in the face, 
the husband doesn't get the money. She gets the money of the Nezek and the Tsar. That's Akasha on, the, on, uh, on Rabbi Akiva. Right, but that was, it was walking down a progression that if there was a, the Baal gets it, the Baal gets it first, and then if the Baal, there's no Baal, then it goes to the Yarsha. Then it says, Ein Ha'isha. What is Ein Ha'isha? What woman? What? What is Ein Ha'isha? In the progression. Tanya, let's learn the Bryce again. A man hits a woman and uh, her children are, uh, no, sorry, oh yeah, it is if she died. She was hit and she miscarried. The money goes directly to the woman, but the value of the, the fetus goes to the husband. And now, ain habau. If there was no husband, let's say her husband died before she before this miscarriage happened, no saintly Yorsha. In Haisha, if she died, then that's after after the wife. After the miscarriage. Okay. Yeah, correct. I didn't explain it right the first time. Then no saintly Yorsheha, then she gets that money. And then that just brings us to the question uh, to, against Rabbi Akiva. And on the top of Mem Gimel Amanalif, just uh, nine or ten more lines, Amaraba. What was this case where we said the husband doesn't get the payment and she does? It's been the Gureshes. She's Begrusha. They were divorced already. So she got pregnant. They got divorced. Then she miscarried. Then she gets all the Nezik for herself or her Yorshim. But the regular rule of Rabbi Akiva still holds true, which is that he says that if a couple is married, then the only time a woman gets payment is Ra'ui, which is only money that uh, it becomes chayv only after she dies. Says the Gemara, Amre, Grusha Namli Tiflog Bidmei Vlados. I don't know if she's divorced, shouldn't she also get a portion of the Vlados? They're not even married anymore. Why would, if you're saying this Brisa that we just learned at the bottom is about divorce, why does the Brisa say that the Vlados go to the husband? She gets Nezek Vitsar for what happened to her. But he gets the Vlados and they're not even married anymore. She's the one carrying them. So why would we give him the money of the Dmei Vlados? Says the Gemara, Amar Papa, HaTorah Zachsa Dmei Vlados Lebal. Afilu Ba Aleha Biznus. This is a crazy Chiddush. And we're going to see a, a drasha to this end as well. That the Torah was Mizakeh, the Dmei Vlados, the cost of the damages to a fetus. Uh, and, a, and a miscarriage that happened because of Nezek, that that money goes to the husband, even if they weren't properly married, even if it was pregnancy from Znus. My taima, crazy drush on the Pasuk, Amar Kra, Kasher Yashis Alav Baal Haisha. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is 12 lines down, the Ramaskal Baal Haisha, a Boala Kapir, on the one that impregnated her, the one that slept with her. We're not talking about um, a couple that's married. That's why in the Brisa, even though we established the Brisa Begrusha, which explained why Rabbi Akiva's Shita could still make sense. But the fact is that even, even so, even Begrusha, the husband, the ex-husband, will still get the Dmei Vlados because of Xer Says the Gemara, why would you do that? The Nukma, we could have established that Brisa in a much simpler way. Won't sound simple when we read it, but by the time I explain it, it'll be simple. Why did we have to explain it, Big Rusha? What we could have done was we could have established it, Lirabah Kigon Shigavu Maos, like Rabbah where money had to be collected, or Lirav Nachman Kigon Shigavu Karka, or like Rav Nachman where money had to be collected. What is this talking about? 
We have no idea because we didn't learn it yet. The Gemara now teaches, De Omar Raba, Gavu Karka Yeshlo, Gavu Maos, Einlo. Sometimes he has access to things. Sometimes he doesn't have access to things. Well, they argue which one is ra'ui and which one is muhzak, but there is a distinction between ra'ui and muhzak. So instead of establishing our case like Grusha, just say that there are times that something is ra'ui even when they're still married, and something is muhzak even when they're still married, and that would still work for Rabbi Akiva. Amri, the Gemara says, because it only works according to Samtanaim. This only works for the Israelites. Within the world of the Rabbanan. Our case is Kirebi. Now we're missing a lot of Marimakomos here. We really would need to learn a full other sugya to fully grasp this sugya. So we don't have the time for that. But that is how the Gemara tries to recommend that perhaps we have a second answer where we could have established our case where they're still married, but it, maybe it's like Rabbah in regards to collecting money or like Rav Nachman in regards to collecting karka. Says the Gemara, we can't do that because that's like that's like the Rabban and our Gemara is like Rebbe. We're going to stop right here. You'll pick up with David on Shabbos at Omar at the Two Dots, wishing you all a beautiful night and a beautiful Shabbos.